Hi guys, I just wanted to uh, talk to you guys today about um, the memory of a dog or how a dog utilizes its memory. Um, kind of relates to how the dog actually uses its nose. Um, for me, it's always been about, you know, how does a dog understand its emotions? How does a dog remember who we are? How do they bond to us directly? And I think a lot of that has to do with how the dog actually uses its nose. You know, the olfactory system in a dog is about 40 times larger than that of a human. And as far as I know currently today, that there's really not a machine, a tool that can actually give us data or replicate what a dog is actually smelling, receiving, and putting in their memory bank. You know, we have this sense of smell that we can remember like, oh my God, that brings me back to grandma cooking this or grandma doing that. What I believe a dog's sense of smell actually brings them back to is how they actually evolve socially, how they react to something socially. It's almost like a form of, not a form of post-traumatic stress, but in the reality, it's a very raw formation of environments that are surrounded by this sense of smell. So they're actually directed by the smell to say you react this way. And so, like, I often take the um, analogy when I work with people about a rattlesnake. And the rattlesnake sits there and goes, I'm going to, I bite you. So the dog has tracked this rattlesnake all the way through, you know, everything. And so the dog finally comes up on the rattlesnake and the rattlesnake bites the dog. Well, now that smell being related to the rattlesnake, the dog will stay clear and not even go in the same direction of where that smell is coming from and may even let out a, sign, a couple signs of anxiety that you may be getting close. So if you're walking the dog, the dog may just start put the brakes on and say, I am not going down that way again. I remember what happened to me last time. Even though they may be in a completely different area, completely different scenario, different owner, different this, different that, that smell imprinted on the dog of how to how to interact and i and i believe that's the same case for us as people as well you know it's like when when the dog is interacting with us it depends on what that relationship is starting to be built on when it comes to smell so the dog wakes up in the morning he knows that that person's putting food down he knows that person gives him treats he knows that the, you know so everything designed around bonding with that owner um, is designed around certain chemicals in the brain. But I think it all starts with smell. So a lot of times when I go to people's homes, and I, and I only see the dog once a week, so that one hour I'm getting related to a smell, but I'm also getting related to a structure. So I'm feeding the dog as we're working cues, and I'm teaching the dog something. The next time I come over, that dog immediately can go back into that mindset of working a lot faster than it has in the previous so each time it gets even better and better. And I think that's one of the cool things about working with the dog is that they are. They will go back to that original person. They're like, oh my gosh, this guy means business. Or, oh my gosh, this guy's all lovey. Oh my gosh, this guy's this. And, and, I, and it goes back to rooted to when my brother came home from Kansas City when he was doing an internship there. And he came home and he hadn't really seen Snickers for five years. And Snickers was a puppy the last time they, they had an interaction, but the three or four interactions they had before that were all play, all happy, and Snickers used to pee everywhere when he was a puppy. And the cool thing is, or not the cool thing because I had to clean it up, but one of the things is, is when he saw him visually, he didn't know who he was. It wasn't until he ran up to him and then buried his nose 
um, on his clothes and everything that he started to whine and carry on like he was this big old 90-pound puppy um, acting like he was five months old, four months old. And I think that was one of the coolest things because that really hit home to me um, when I see certain things like that. Sister says, yes, the nose does remember. But it doesn't remember, the dog doesn't remember in the same fa fashion that we do, where we remember the experiences. What happens to a dog is it becomes the experience again. And so it's, it relives that moment again. And I, and I know now you're sitting there saying, well, my dog has you know, fear of men or fear of certain ethnic groups or fear of this. You know, doesn't like that. It gets really aggressive. Well, we also don't know what everybody smells like. And so if you sit there and say, well, he has trouble with all men. Okay, he has trouble with all men. Is it visual? Of the, is it the visual of what the man is? Or is it when he smells the men, is it the smell of some uh, certain uh, chemical that every man has, whether it's testosterone? And when they say it's certain ethnic, is it... Is it the shades of the person because the dog is colorblind, so he's not exactly going to pick those up either? So is it, is it the shape, the size, the way they talk? Um, I believe that if a dog doesn't use his nose regularly, it could be visual. But if a dog uses his nose regularly and he, and he will smell that person and then he gets aggressive, I believe it's deeply rooted in scent. And I think a lot of times, you know, some guy may have hurt this dog and now the dog is related to that person as the scent maybe is testosterone and says, I, I, I don't have nothing to do with that smell at all. And has maybe had nothing to do with the man. Might have nothing to do with any of that stuff other than how it is associated, that smell, with being in fear or being aggressive. And so that stuff is, is what I believe is to be very interesting um, as you as you dive into teaching your dog how to do things and understanding the power of association of what the dog gathers from its own environment and how it portrays that out. I wrote a blog about the nose. Um, it's not a very long one, but I believe it has a lot of quality information in it. Um, it is all my experiences. It is not nothing done. I've never been to Berkeley or done any type of tests, um, science tests or anything like that. I mean, this is just my almost 11 years now of working with dogs day in and day out and training them and watching how they interact and, and really watching my own team interact and how they interact with people and how other people can make them interact as well. I mean, um, I, I believe our own actions can make our dog react certain ways, you know, sooner. So what, when I always say that dogs can smell adrenaline, the adrenaline is also the fight hormone. So if you constantly live with a nervous person, that cortisol and that adrenaline, whatever the dog relates to that as, you being tense, you being unsure, and that dog reacts in more of a protective manner for you because he's like, it can't be them because every time they come up to you, you get very happy and excited and you release your dopamine and oxytocin and bond with the dog. So the dogs, most of the time, they're smelling and they understand what's happening and they go, oh my gosh, yes, yes. Yeah, I can feel all that. That's, that's all love. That's all love. And then you go away and then you become nervous again. And the, then the dog does understand that there is something going on around 
you in your environment that if that he's not there protecting you or being with you, that something is wrong. And so we often misconstrue that the dog is trying to be dominant or being possessive of you. What they're actually doing is trying to protect you because you have shown um, that maybe the dog is the trigger. Maybe the dog is sitting there saying, yes, I am. Maybe you're saying it's the dog. You know, it's like when somebody comes over, the dog is possessive of me, won't let anybody near me. But the dog's mind is saying, no, every time I leave you, regardless if somebody's here or not, or something happens, you get stress, and I can smell that stress. So I come back over, and, I, and I'm and now related to where I need to make sure that my person is okay, because everybody else around my person is making her stressed, or him stressed. And at the end of the day, it could be you being unsure about how the dog was going to react, and unintentionally gave that power away to the dog to sit there and make those decisions even though you're concerned about the dog the dog in return is concerned about you and how they interact and so that every time you feel a certain way it and the dog can smell that or sense that the dog then becomes that way um, and it happens out on the walks all the time so i believe that the nose is really the main component if you want to change behavior how well do you get the dog to associate behavior with the nose? How well are you able to diagnose what maybe the dog is smelling and then associating and reliving? So I, I think in behavior modification and change that if you can't get a hold of the nose and understand what the nose is doing and understand that you're changing everything about how the dog views that certain circumstance, then I think you could be in trouble. Um, with trying to change any type of certain behavior. But I did write a blog on it. If you choose to read the blog, great. I have some pretty cool information in there. It is designed around the same thing. Obviously, I'm not saying the same information. Some of it is regurgitated from the blog, but most of it is just ad-lib. That's how I always do my podcast. It's just whatever comes off my mind. I just share the knowledge that I have inside with you. And it's the same knowledge that I would have if I was coming to your home to consult or anything like that. So I hope you found some value out of this podcast today. If you have found value, please share it. Please leave your comments. I always love to hear um, from everybody and, and um, love to hear your experiences with your dog. So if you ever have a question, please feel free to contact me. And please enjoy the rest of your day. Um, today is Saturday. Please enjoy Sunday, whatever you do on Sunday. If you have a father or somebody that was a father figure, please let them know how much you appreciate them. All righty. Till next time, you guys have a good day and an awesome rest of your weekend. Thank you.